Romans 12. I'm preaching today on uh, being transformed. How many would like to be transformed in some area? I'm I'm wanting to be transformed still. I'm always wanting to be uh, transformed more into his image. Uh, you know, and there's different ways that people think about how to do that and, and programs and 12 steps to this and 17 steps to that. Uh, and, uh, you know, those, those are just usually things that don't work. Uh, you, I'll tell you what will work is the Word of God. If you can find something in the Word, then you, and you can, uh, follow it and incorporate it into your lifestyle, you'll see changes come. Amen? Uh, I believe it's kind of like going on a diet or an exercise program or some other thing or taking Spanish lessons or whatever. I believe if you apply yourself to any of those ideas, you'll see transformation. Amen? You could expand your vocabulary into another language. You could, you could, if, you know, like on a diet or whatever, you could change your lifestyle, do things and Oftentimes people say, well, this isn't working. And if you, if you had a coach or somebody to help you with that, they'd say, well, just stay with the program and you might not see changes immediately, but if you stick with this program, you'll see changes. How many know that's true? You've, you've done that in your, in your life. And so, you know, the same thing is true for the word of God. Oftentimes we'll start applying a principle in the word and we don't always see instant, immediate um, you know, results, but if we'll stay with it and just keep trusting the word, how many believe God's not a liar? He's not just made up some Alice in Wonderland here for you. Uh, this is, this is reality. This is true. And so if we'll apply the word as it's written and just have faith, here's a, here's a place to have faith. Have faith that the word is working. Amen. And you might say, well, it doesn't, you know, Pastor David, it doesn't feel like it's working. It doesn't look like it's working. It doesn't seem like it's working. But you're, you're, you're trusted enough. I mean, my Lord, if we can trust an exercise coach or we can trust a, a diet guru or somebody else, we can certainly trust the Word of God. And so we say, well, it's kind of like, you know, somebody starts encouraging you to save money or whatever and put it away every month. You know, every time you get paid, you put a little bit in the, Savings. Well, at the beginning, it doesn't look like much of anything. I mean, it, you could start with $5 and think, wow, this isn't going to go very far, very fast. But if you make it a lifestyle of putting something away like that, how many know it'll grow? And then it'll start earning interest. And finally, the interest rates on savings are over the zero amount. It, you know, they actually pay you something now. I saw one. The other day it was almost 4%, and I thought, those are astronomical numbers these days, you know, for savings. But, you know, if you keep putting it away and and ignore it and just let it grow, you know, eventually you look back after a year even and go, wow, I've got a little money in the bank, amen? So it's sometimes it's the daily application of the word. I don't mean to just sound school teacher harpy here on this, but it is the application of the word. Uh, that uh, that we do all the time and make it a lifestyle. I don't like the word habit. It seems to be kind of negative, but a lifestyle. Amen. I'm going to a uh, lifestyle of doing the word. 
This isn't, this isn't dead works. You don't have, it can become dead works if you want to make it that, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be live works. <laughs> Amen. That, that, uh, I'm not trying to earn, let's get this straight. I'm not trying to earn my righteousness. I'm not trying to earn my forgiveness or my right standing with God. Jesus paid for that on the cross. Get that straight and keep that straight. But, uh, that being our foundation, Jesus Christ, you know, there's an old hymn we should do here sometime since we got the pipe organ is <laughs> how firm a foundation is Jesus Christ our Lord. What a beautiful hymn and what a great testimony. Amen. How firm a foundation is Jesus Christ. And that's the foundation that we need. But the word and Jesus are the same. They're the same thing. So when you find the word, you found Christ. People say, well, I just can't hear God speaking to me. I just wish he'd speak to me. He's speaking to you. And the more you want to hear him speak to you, read the word of God out loud. And that's God speaking to you. Amen. And, um, and then the other things that you're looking for will come. Okay, praise God. I get so excited about all that because I believe I'm a believer and I know that it works. I know the word of God works. And again, uh, if, if you won't, necessarily be narrow-minded and short-term minded, but long-term minded, you'll, you'll, you'll be better off with it. Amen. To say that I'm building something here and, uh, it's, it's, I'm building something here again, not earning, not meriting, but I'm following God's instructions here to help me. These are things are in here for our edification. They're in here to build us up and to help us and put us over, praise God, and um, and make us an example. The Bible says that he's going to make examples of us to the world of his goodness. Amen? Your life is sort of a memorial to what Jesus did. Romans 12, 1. I beseech you. You see, I'm, I'm not the only one beseeching. Paul beseeching. When's the last time you used that word beseeching? I beseech thee, make me a sandwich. All right. (laughs) I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Boy, that sounds like sincerity here, doesn't it? He's not messing around. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Again, people that are living like heathens and saying and blaming it on the grace message they don't understand the grace of god the grace of god does not lead us into temptation the grace of god does not lead us into an undesirable lifestyle the 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 grace of god leads us to holy living and holy thinking and holy speaking amen and so if if we're out there in lot crazy land uh, it's just because you're out there in crazy land. That's why. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you need to reel it in or dial it back or whatever they say now, you know, dial it back a little bit and, uh, present your bodies a living sacrifice. You know, which is really easier to do than the church in many quarters has made that. You know, it's like, oh God, I gotta really straighten up here and fly right. No, you know what? If that's on the inside of you, you're a partaker of the divine nature 
the nature and goodness of God is who you are. And so if you're struggling with flesh and temptation and sin, it's just because you're kind of forgetting who you are. You need to get those scriptures back out and remind yourself who you are in Christ. God's not standing here like this with his arms folded and watching you to see if you're going to do it right or not. That's not that's not the Spirit of God. God's for us. He's for us. If God be for us, who can be against us? We can't even be against ourselves if God's for us. Amen. And so you need to, you need to, I need to, we all need to, we need to uh, remember those things. Amen. So if there's some area that we feel like I'm, you know, like never confess things like, well, I've just got a weakness, you know, and I just, I'm just weak in this area. And y'all pray for me that I won't be so tempted. Well, the only way to pray for you that you wouldn't be so tempted is for you to like die and leave the planet because you know, the, 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 the devil's loose and he's tempting and he's going to tempt you. And if you can start confessing how weak you are, it's going to get worse. So like never say stuff like that. Uh, confess, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm a new creature in him. Old things have passed away. I'm a partaker of his divine nature. Amen. God is not holding anything against me, and therefore I am free from uh, the law. I'm free from the curse of the law, and I'm free from sin. Sin no longer has dominion over me. Amen. Instead of, I need prayer, I'm so weak. Well, the first thing we're going to do is get you involved in the tape ministry. That's duct tape over your mouth, so you can't talk anymore. And if you'll just shut up, things will get better by themselves a little bit. <laughs> Stop cursing yourself. Like, it's like I told you, that guy that I knew, the businessman who every time something would happen, he'd say, well, I'll be damned. I'll be damned. And, you know, I finally said to him, Stop saying that. I mean, he was a believer saying, I'll be damned. You know, it was just a habit. And, uh, you know, most Christians don't talk like that. It's a little shocking for us. But how many of you ever heard somebody like that? Just say, say something like that, you know. Uh, truck stop language or whatever. <laughs> I'll, you know what I'm saying? I just talk, you hear all kinds of stuff. Well, I'll be damned. Well, you will be if you keep saying that. Well, like I said, most believers won't say that, but they'll say other things that's just as much a curse. Well, I'm so weak, and, you know, I don't know, you know, every time they, or they said this new flu is going around, I'll be the first one to get it. You know, I'll get everything that comes against Seems like anything that comes, I get it. You know, I don't know. I just got a weak immune system. People just blah, 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 blah. Why don't you just say blah, blah, blah? Because (laughs) yada, yada, blah, blah, yada, 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 blah, 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 yada, blah, 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 yada, blah. Because you're, you're just, you might as well just say, well, I'll be damned. Because that's exactly what you're doing is cursing yourself. Oh, it seems like I just can't get ahead in life. I get a little money and then it's gone and I don't know. Now I've never paid my bills on time. You know, people talk like that and then, then they want prayer. Well, the only thing that I could pray in the words of Rodney Howard Brown, the only words that I could pray is Lord, let, let his tongue cleave to the roof of his mouth, (laughs) that he cannot speak these damnable heresies against himself anymore. 
Stop it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Does that help you? Praise God. You know, we just we kind of sometimes we need a little slap upside the head, right? In love, of course. <laughs> a little kick in the seat, maybe. <laughs> just to say, hey, come on, what are we doing here? And then, you know, curse, 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 curse. Y'all pray for me. What would we pray? Our prayer won't get off the ceiling, go higher than the ceiling, because you keep cursing yourself. We cannot pray a prayer strong enough to overpower your mouth. Wow, that's getting kind of... <laughs> It's like word of faith bold, ain't it? But it's the truth, isn't it? Isn't it the truth? You can't, you, you can't force somebody to pray the prayer to accept Christ. You can't force them to speak blessings. And so there's no prayer we can pray to overcome the human will. Even God himself, um, does not, is not going to get what he wants because, because he said that he's not willing that any should perish. And yet we know that many are. And have already perished. Say, how do you know somebody's in hell? Because the Bible says it. It says, says that the, uh, Lazarus, uh, you know, um, the rich man and Lazarus, you know, the rich man's in hell and he's pray, he's praying and asking for deliverance from hell. You understand? I'm not preaching a big hell message today and trying to burn you up, but I am telling you that, um, just because it's God's will and just because it's our will and just because we're people of prayer, and we'll hold the line for you. You've got to do something too. Hey man, and cooperate with that. And is that all right, Pastor Scarlet, that I get that bold? But you know, just to be, to be that strong, I just feel like maybe somebody's watching here or whatever. This church is like preaching to the choir. Everybody already, already agrees. We can just go home, but just trying to say that, uh, again, then that's not, that's not throwing anything at God or whatever. He, He's made us with a free will. He wants us to love him out of our heart, not out of because we've been pre-programmed like robots. Amen. And so, uh, God, it's, this is all available in God's grace, but yet, you know, we need, we'll get better results. I'll say that instead of a need-based sentence. We get better results if we'll cooperate with God's idea. How many believe that? And God's idea is to help us, to bless us, to touch us. And boy, there are people in this world, that, in the church world even, that fight that every step of the way. Thinking they're being humble, but they're actually just being stupid. There, I said it, stupid. <laughs> stupid is in the dictionary, it's not... Something we made up. Uh, somebody said you can fix ignorance, but you can't fix stupid. And I think the reason you can't fix stupid is because sometimes there's pride and rebellion with stupid. You know, well, I'll, I don't care. I'll never admit, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it's like, well, then you're just being a fool. And so... I don't want to be a fool. How about you? Because You know why? Because I'm a partaker of the divine nature and our, we don't have a fool for a God. Amen. Glory. All right. Everybody shout at once and have mass chaos in here. 
Sometimes we need to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah right. Praise God. I'm going to get a flamethrower thing or something. Be ye, now, see, so, again, this is all in the same breath about presenting our bodies a living sacrifice. That doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. That doesn't mean we're going to never miss it or have a, a meltdown. But at the same time, uh, it's our heart and our goal and a practice every day. Lord, here I am. Good morning. I'm awake. Uh, whether I want to be or not. You ever had, you know, after you get certain ages, <laughs> you know, when you're like, when you're like 14, you can sleep till noon every day. But then something happens. And I don't know, you get, you know, now, now, now I'm at the age that if I have a morning I can sleep in, I don't sleep in anyway. I still wake up, look at my phone, and that's over. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but it just was a thought. Like Brother Hagen used to say, well, I had something and it flew off like a bird, you know. They sang the wrong song, whatever. He's always blamed the singing group. Now, you know, let me tell you what it's like to be in the singing group that gets blamed for destroying the move of God. When, and you've got rabid charismatics. You know, they're foaming at the mouth. We need a move of God. We got to have a prophecy and a revival. Ah, you know, they're foaming there, foaming, foaming rabid over, <laughs> hungry for God. And the prophet of God, the one, the great ones, says, I had something and they sang the wrong song. You feel the warfare and animosity coming from 10,000 people. <laughs> Ruined the move of God for this generation with your bad song. All right. I finally, I, I won't tell you what I told him. Anyway, we, we were close. I could say things. One time I said, don't blame us for the stuff that you miss, you know. <laughs> he, he didn't think that was cute. Then we got blamed all the more. Well, all right. Praise God. All right. So now we, we're going to do this first step. We're going to present ourselves. And that just means, Lord, here I am, I'm presenting myself, I am, see, instead of trying to do it through dead works, I'm going to say I am presenting my body a living sacrifice, I am holy, I am acceptable unto you, and I present myself, amen? Do it in faith, even if you know you got some rough around the edges stuff going on, continue to present yourself unto the Lord as what the blood of Jesus has made you to be. Praise God! Woo! Some Sundays I'm more Pentecostal than others. We had, we had people here one, one, sun, one Sunday, we had a couple walk in and they say, we're leaving the church. I said, okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> I guess they wanted me to talk them out of it or something. I said, well, that never works, by the way, by the time they've decided they're leaving. We're leaving the church. I said, okay. They said, uh, do you want to know why? I said, well, I'm imagining you're going to tell me. 
well, the church is just not Pentecostal enough. We need something, you know, deeper. I said, okay. So they left and another guy walks in my office and he goes, well, what were they here for? I said, well, they're leaving. He said, oh man. He says, I'm leaving too. I said, well, why are you leaving? He says, church is too Pentecostal. So I got one unit family leaving because it's not Pentecostal enough, and I got another leaving because it's too Pentecostal. I said, I guess we're right down the middle of the road then, because I don't know how you, you know, you fix it for one person and the other one doesn't like it, and pretty soon you got a war. Hallelujah. I just think that's a hysterical story. I said, well, I hope you find what you're looking for. God bless you. You know, don't hold anything against anybody. Be not conformed to this world. Okay, how are we going to do that? How are we going to not be conformed to this world? He's going to tell us. Notice there's a colon there, which means you're going to explain what the uh, previous part, whatever's on the left side of the colon, is going to be explained by what's coming on the right side of the colon. So he says, be not conformed to this world. Notice there's not a period. Let us know how that goes for you. No, there's a colon. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, I'm going to talk about that. This is the main point. Praise God. And then we'll read the, the last part, which tells you the results of that. Not conformed. So how are we going to not be conformed? Read the rules and regulations of the first Pentecostal church or whatever, you know. No. I think that Pentecostal and fundamental, uh, even fundamentalist Baptist and so forth, they, they should have learned by now after a hundred and something years that you can't regulate this. This isn't something you can just Put, print out a set of rules and say, here, sign, you know, abide by it. Because people will sign it and not abide by it. I mean, it's, it's not going to work. And in fact, the Bible says that you'll have more sin and more failure in the flesh with that attitude. Paul said those things have nothing to do with controlling, um, he says, the appetites of the lower nature, meaning just, you know, earthly, fleshly stuff. He says, in fact, it makes it worse. That's what the Apostle Paul said. So, you, you know, they should know, everybody should know, this isn't the way to do church. You can't do church, you can't do things, or spirituality that way. Yeah, yeah, am I helping anybody? So we're not, we're not going to be conformed by filling in the blank, making it up whatever we think our group should be. But we're going to do it by being transformed by the renewing of our mind. If we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind, then we, we're automatically not conforming to this world. Praise God. I don't want to be conformed to this world because this world is a mess. Has anybody, everybody I know says, have you ever seen anything as crazy as it is now? Have you ever seen anything so nutty? In all your life is all, every institution, the school systems dealing with stuff and the financial systems are dealing with stuff and, you know, the police departments, everything's gone crazy. So 
We're not, we don't want to be conformed to the world because the world, it, it, it's not, it's not going well for them. And so we don't want to do that and we don't want to be transformed, certainly into the world, conformed. So what we want to do is be transformed, what? Into the nature and character of God. Praise God. We used to sing a little chorus to be like Jesus. That's all I ask. And uh, all through life's journey, you know, from here to glory or whatever, to be like Jesus, that's that's what I want to do. We, how many want to be like Jesus and do what Jesus would do and think like Jesus would think and respond like Jesus would respond? Praise God. Well, the way to do that is to be transformed from just carnality into a spiritual condition. Praise God. Transform. By the renewing of the mind. Now, I thought about that. You know, if you, if you want to walk in a greater degree of prosperity or health or healing or just a better way to think or how many would, could use a little more wisdom in life? I, both arms and feet, you know. Uh, and be smarter. You know, do you know the Holy Ghost is smarter than us? If he's not, we're in trouble. Think about that. That's not deep. <laughs> he, God's smarter through the Holy Spirit. And uh, one preacher friend of ours says the Holy Ghost will make you look smart if you listen to him. And, you know, you can advance in life and in this world in a, a lot stronger way, uh, faster, if you'll get this. Amen. Now, this isn't a point of pride where you're walking around, you know, I'm smarter than everybody because I'm still connected to the Lord. That's not what we're talking about. But we're saying that the Lord will help. God wants to help us. And he wants to put us over. He wants to to direct our paths. And so, it's not just enough to learn, again, three steps to victory and seven things to do to improve your life. There, there may be some truth in some of that and some good ideas, but we're not talking about just adopting a program, teaching a course, and learning how to do, you know, whatever. We're not saying that. Paul's not saying that. He's talking about real transformation. And I think the reason that so many people struggle with the things of God and struggle with their flesh and struggle with life is they've never really given the Word an opportunity to transform them. They keep waiting for some miracle thing, <laughs> like a lightning bolt to hit them, and they're suddenly, you know... Hey, I almost got that like Church of God jerk thing going here. Pretty good, don't I? Praise God. You know, <laughs> people used to do that more. Kind of went out of style. Anyway, you know, but you know, you get that that bolt or jolt or something. You know, them. You know, and we've got an idea that salvation, when it occurs, that God just rams a light, a lightning rod of transformation. Power, transforming, transformating. That's not a word, is it? Transforming power. I went to school in Georgia. We were 49th in the nation for education. Praise God. Mississippi was always 50. You could count on them. 
be the bottom. Anyway, bam, you know, a lightning bolt just transforming hits you, and you maybe you do a little Pentecostal jerk when this happens, and wow, my God, I'm so changed, I'm so transformed. But how many know that you may feel that way on some special Holy Ghost service or whatever, and I'm saying God can do whatever He likes to you. But and and I've I've seen instant uh deliverance from drugs and 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 you know sexual addictions and alcohol and all kinds of things. I've seen God do miraculous things instantly. Thank God we're gonna believe for that still too, right? But generally speaking <laughs> The trans, that, that can start a transformation or that can be the impetus for somebody to move forward. But, but transformation to really being as strong in God and strong in this life as He uh, desires for us to be comes from that, renewing our mind. I'm gonna, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. As a man thinketh, so is he. I am going to think according to what uh, the Word says. And if we're going to renew our mind, how many know if you remodel a house or a kitchen or something, you sometimes have to get rid of what's there and have a clean slate to start with to renew it. Amen? To make a new kitchen or a new bathroom or... New, new, you're going to redo your living rooms. You sometimes have to get rid of what you have and, and clean it out and start with what they call it a clean palette. Amen. And you, you start, you paint and you, and you, and you redo it. New cabinets, new appliances, new lighting, new everything. Amen. And then it's renewed. It's not, it's the same, same for, same between the studs and the walls. It's the same. But it's been renewed. And that's how it is for renewing our mind. Renewing our mind is more than just reading Scripture. It's reading Scripture, applying Scripture, and then having a come to Jesus with ourselves and say, you know what? The, I don't like all the, I don't like these four things going on in my life here. I've got areas that's not good. I'm not talking about sin necessarily, it could be, but I'm talking about like, you know, the, your lifestyle, your prosperity, whatever you have, uh, your friendships. Sometimes we want, uh, new friendships or fresh friendships. Doesn't mean our old friendships are bad or out the window, but sometimes we feel like, you know, I'm, I, I you know, we want, we want to meet new people. That, that's a good thing, isn't it? But we want to meet the right people, not the wrong new people, where it's going to scam us or take advantage or something, or uh, decrease our life. I hope I hope I'm helping you today. I'm preaching my heart out. This is about as good as it gets. So I could be the warm up for the actual, you know. Now, when are the Rolling Stones coming? Because this local band. Now, young people these days, they'd rather have the garage band than the Rolling Stones, you know. It's, a, it's everything's flipped upside down. <laughs> I think that's funny. Anyway. And then once they, once, once they're discovered, this is the way it works in Generation Z. Once it's, once the band's discovered, now they're old hat. 
they have to still be in the garage, you know, with the guitar with the duct tape on it or something, you know, that, that makes it cool. Praise God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's hysterical. Anyway, the, <laughs> be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So what we're going to have to do is renew our mind. And to do that, we have to be totally brutally honest about our thinking patterns. Because if we don't like what we have, we need to change. We, we need, if we don't like what we have, we have to... If you want some, Let's put it this way. If you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. Because whatever you have been doing has produced what you have. <laughs> Amen? And so the definition then of insanity is continuing to do it, hoping that it's going to change. That's called... Crazy! Praise the Lord. So we have to, we have to renew our mind by saying, you know what? I, I, I want change. I want something different. I'm going to have to think differently. I'm going to have to, so what? Okay. I got to redo, redo this compartment of my thinking. Um, you know, maybe, 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 maybe you've, you've had some wrong thinking in the area of, of prosperity or whatever the case may be, uh, bristled at the idea or something. And you have to, you have to change that. See, you have to say, well, okay, those are negative feelings. Those are hurt feelings from something that happened in 1902 or whatever. And now I've got to go back and, uh, and, and rethink that. How many see what I'm saying? So you can't renew the mind without getting rid of maybe some wrong thinking. That's all I'm saying. Amen? So you get rid of the wrong thinking. You judge it yourself. You say, well, I, the Lord is my judge. Well, you're your judge too. And if you're smart, you'll be your judge. That doesn't mean you're hard on yourself and down on yourself and con- self-condemning, but it does mean that you're totally honest. And you go, you know, I don't like this part. I'm going to see... Why do I have that? Well, it just seems like the devil just tries to run over me in that area. I've heard people talk like that. It's like, the devil's not your problem. He's under your feet. Two, two entities are not your problem. God's not your problem, and the devil's not your problem. The devil's under our feet, and God's our father. We've got, we can't, can't lose with this. But it's not easy always to do the transforming process. It takes, it takes some, some discipline in a way, in the way that we think. And that's why Paul said, um, that's not a popular word these days either, discipline. But Paul said, uh, that we take into captivity every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Amen? And so, when I have a negative thought, that if I stick with it, I'm going to conform to the way the world thinks, I've got to arrest it. Amen? I've got to get a hold of it and take control of it. And it says, to the obedience of Christ. So here I have, I have uh, subjected my bad thinking to, to what Christ has done. Amen? Okay, now, the result of that, 
by being transformed. How many want to get on the transformation train here? I'm on it. Um, by the renewing of your mind. So, you know, you might be a person that's just a little bit, you know, like, neg- like just you just, uh, I'm fine the way I am. I've heard people say that, you know. I'm fine the way I am. Just leave me alone. Okay, fine. Let us know how that goes for you. I'll tell you what we're going to find, though, in the next two years, three years, five years, and ten years, we're going to see that you have not grown at all. Just sorry, that's the way it works. But if you're fine with that, then praise the Lord. Knock yourself out. Enjoy that. But I want to move on, right? I want to move on with God. And it's so exciting to me. You know, I'm 65 years old. And it's so exciting to me to, 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 uh, you know, at whatever age you are, it's so exciting to still find delight in this world and to find truth that you didn't see before. And you go, why didn't I see that before? I could have been further along or whatever, right? But, but, but it's so wonderful to accept it and say, wow, revelation knowledge has come to me about, you know, righteousness, grace, prosperity, health, blessing, what, being a blessing, all that's all come and, and light and I'm, I'm getting more light. And, you know, it seems like light begets light. And pretty soon you're just, you know, you're, you look back and you go, well, now I can see maybe why I had so many problems back there. But now, praise God, I'm I'm smarter because of God. Not because I'm smarter. I'm not smarter. But He's smarter, and He's making me smart. Well, it's like our friend says, He makes you look smart at least. That you may prove, ooh, prove. We're going to be the living proof of God's goodness. You may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Sounds good to me, doesn't it? Good. Is good a good word? What's the opposite of good? Bad. <laughs> so good is good. Acceptable is good because it's otherwise you're unacceptable. You understand? And perfect. How about perfect? Now perfect here does not mean like a your perfectionist aunt that drove you crazy. It's not something like that. But perfect means nothing lacking, nothing broken, nothing missing. In other words, it's a full intact concept. Amen. So perfect doesn't mean you know. Some people don't like the word perfect. Well, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't have anything to do with that word perfect. I just it turns me off. That's because you're not understanding how the Bible's using it. It's not like, well, isn't she Miss Perfect? <laughs> it's not talking like that. It means, it means, it means perfected in God's mind to what is complete, lacking nothing, entire. Amen. Isn't it wonderful when you realize you lack nothing? Oh, it's a good feeling, isn't it? I don't have any lack in my life. Everything's going well. What a wonderful thing. No lack. You know, that'd be a good name for a church. No lack. Churches now have single names and they don't even put the word church on there. It just, 
you know, we one was, what was the one we saw the other day? What? Oh, yeah, Audacity was the name of it. And I just thought, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just too cool for me. I'm sorry. Audacity with black walls on a smoke machine. I'd just rather have their glory cloud than a smoke machine. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I guess you could have both. I don't know. I don't know. God's not all that turned off by it. It's just not me. <laughs> Praise God. I want something practical that I can use. The Word. Amen. Does this help you? How many can see maybe some area that you could use a little transformation and... uh how to achieve it is just get, just start renewing your mind. Just what is the, this is how I think about, you know, the area that I'm dealing with. This is what I think about it. But what does the word say? And then if your thinking isn't lining up with the word, you have a choice to make if you're going to renew that or just leave it. Yeah. You know, right? And, uh, and, um, you know, every now and then we just need to renew. We need we need to almost do a, you know, they they'll do an inspection on your vehicle. If you take it in, like you're getting new tires or whatever, and you'll take it in, and they'll say we're doing a 21 point inspection, checking all your fluid levels and everything, and the belts and stuff and everything rubber and <laughs> that needs to be replaced in your car. Amen. And 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 so they'll do an inspection and just a just a a test to see what you. Uh, if you're still good there or something that needs to be replaced. That's what I'm talking about. We could do like an end of the year analysis and say, where do I want to be this time next year that different than where I am now in, in a lot of areas. And it could be your love walk. It could be your patience. Please don't pray for patience. That tends to have negative results. Just a tip. Lord, give me patience, and then he, I don't know, he sends you a new pet or something. And the new carpet you just put down is changing colors before your eyes, you know. Chewing. I had a relative one time, and um, his wife wanted a new dog, so they got the new dog, you know. It was the cutest thing he ever saw until he chewed all the baseboards in the whole whole house, chewed them down to the nub, you know. And then, you know, that's expensive to replace all that. (laughs) Praise God. Let's pray. Glory. Excited. We're gonna, this is, let's declare 2023 the year of renewal. Amen. The year of renewal. We're gonna renew our minds and be transformed. Praise God. Alright, we're gonna pray, especially those in the, uh, internet audience. And, uh, you, if you need prayer, you just receive right there where you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your love, mercy, and grace, and goodness. We believe that all the blessings of heaven are yea and amen in Jesus Christ and belong to us. And Lord, we thank you that we are being renewed. That day by day we are growing in the things of God and we're growing in faith and we're growing in grace. And Lord, we thank you for those things in Jesus' name. Now we take authority over all kind of sickness and 
uh, disease, any kind of uh, attack uh, on physical bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors to dry up and disappear. Those that are being attacked in their mind or physical, uh, their, their, their brain itself or just in their mind with any kind of mental um, uh, attack in Jesus' name, be free today in the name of Jesus. Satan, we take authority over you, command you to take your hands off of God's property. You have no right nor place here in Jesus' name. But Lord, those that are suffering financially, suffering with a lack of employment or uh, other uh, problems that they might be having financially and materially, Father, I thank you for opening doors for them, for uh, promotions, for opportunities, for clients, for um, investment opportunities to come their way. Father, we thank you. And all the seed that's in the ground uh, of giving and tithing is producing a harvest in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for these things. We thank you for showing yourself strong in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's raise our hands. Thank God for these prayers being answered and the results following in Jesus' name. Amen.